0: Hello. Hello. Hey, welcome to Dot Grid a podcast at the intersection of analog and digital. My name is Will Fangi, and I am joined as I always am by my co-host and good friend Mr. Andy Wilfley. Hello how are you sir i'm very good i'm uh sneezing yeah sneezing it um no wife there to take care of you this evening that's true just me and the cats that me and, and, my and you're not allergic, allergic cats to ca- you're not allergic to cats right that's no. not why you're sneezing
1: i mean i have a mild allergy to cats but they've lived with me for a while so i don't think that's it i'm not sure what the deal is i think i'm just allergic to the bachelor life
0: yeah, that I run into the
1: same thing. Uh, by, there was by bachelor life. I mean that I sat on the couch and ate instant Thai noodles and watched Adventure Time and drank beer.
0: Dibs, I'm, <laughs> I'm all over that. Um, yeah. yeah, when Elizabeth leaves, she makes the joke um, because I typically have I say tacos when she's gone. That's a lie. I actually just make a pound of taco meat and get a bag of of the tortilla chips and just eat it out of a bowl. Oh, you see what I do is on it. at a, at Safeway they have those little frozen mini tacos.
1: That does not They're, sound. like They would heat well. They uh, well they, they heat pretty well. Um, And they're about the size of maybe like a, oh, I don't know, like a couple inches in diameter. And you can eat like 30 of them. Well, I can eat like 30 of them. Um, So just get me like a bowl of sour cream and some salsa and some mini tacos. That...
0: Sounds like the Bachelor of Life. Elizabeth says she can just imagine (laughs) the dogs and I sitting in a line passing the bowl of taco meat back and forth. Um, Also probably watching uh, Adventure Time or some other either animated or comic book related show that I typically wouldn't do. Um, How are things? You've been on a couple trips here recently, huh? I have. I I went to your former town, uh, Portland, Oregon. I did live outside of Portland, Oregon for a little while. How was that? It was
1: amazing. There was amazing coffee I had never heard of um coffee on tap before like like cold brew coffee on tap with nitro nitrogen. Uh it tasted like a Guinness sort of. It was creamy and delicious. Um so I had that. I went to Powell's which is like overstimulating and amazing. It's it's Nirvana if you're into books. Yeah. I uh so that was amazing. I, I'm I'm convinced, you know, we did our reading episode, so this this could be a good follow up for that. I'm convinced that the usefulness of independent book, bookstores nowadays, besides like, you know, serving up like paper space books, is and I, I hate using this word because it's such a buzzword, but the curation of books. Like right. uh Powell's had amazing like clusters and groupings of books. And they just like you know when you go to like Barnes and Noble or something like that. and They have staff picks, and it's always really interesting. Mm-hmm. The whole store was staff picks.
0: Oh yeah, did you uh, did you make it back to the rare book section where they have some locked behind glass and I, things like that? I saw it. I didn't go in, um, but it looked really cool. They had they had something called an espresso
1: book machine, which they will like take your uh, PDF file and
0: your cover art and print you a book like perfect bound and everything. It was really cool. That seems really neat. Yeah. I don't know that they had that when I was there. We used to go there after leaving Living Room Theater, which I should have told you about before you went over there. Cause it's, about, it's about two blocks away, and it's one of those great theaters that serves um, like delicious sort of gourmet snackish food and beer. And when you go into the theaters, it's like couches and uh, armchairs and things like that, and that's where you sit to watch the movies. That's awesome. Yeah. It is really great. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. A lot of good movie theaters in Portland. Um, did you do anything else super exciting while you were there? Well, he that's... asks with a leading question. <laughs> it's funny you should ask, Will.
1: Um, I actually uh, got to hang out with a uh, former guest in our show a little bit, Aaron Draplin. That was a lot Oh, time.
0: I was going to ask if it was Chase Nordengren It was, uh, except, well, he's... Except that it wasn't. Yeah, right. I didn't know if maybe he had got in his car and driven down the uh, the interstate. How was
1: hanging out with Aaron Draplin. <laughs> it was fun. It was uh, It was amazing. Yeah. Um, I just sort of, by coincidence, saw on Twitter that he was hanging out in Portland and just hanging in a studio, uh, quote, crushing some projects. That's so what it is. Yeah, so I, t- it. I tweeted him, and I was like, hey, I'm in Portland. This is an awesome city. And he was like, hey, you should stop by the studio. So I emailed him, and he sent me the address, and I stopped by, and we looked at bullet
0: pencils for an hour. It was awesome. That, that, that seems like a pretty cool thing. You were taller than Aaron Draplin. I which am, I, which— is, uh, I was imagine that he is like one of the biggest men in the world, and you were bigger than him, taller well, than him.
1: Well, his, uh, he also wasn't wearing his hat, which was a little mind-blowing because I'm all used, always used to seeing the hat. Right. But uh, I definitely earned some, uh, some coolness cred from some of the designers I work with because I hung out with Aaron Draplin.
0: That is – as you were telling me the story, I was strongly considering just being like, I'm just going to go to Portland for a week. Just, just do it. Just to be like, hey, Andy, I know you're going to be there at the end of the month for this conference thing. I'm just going to go and yeah. maybe we can both go just like crush some beers with Aaron Draplin and go to the bookstore and um, do other things. And then I realized that because I'm currently self-employed and therefore hustling to make every dollar and make every dollar count once I make it, uh, maybe not the best idea. Well, just, uh, yeah, that's true. Just get a client out in Portland,
1: have them fly back and forth a couple of times.
0: Yes. so as that's, easy as that, right? Yeah, I, because hustling up every client I've had so far has just been cake, just just a cakewalk, super easy. Um, Sup, Rob? Yeah, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Um, <laughs> I just – I mean that's where I am now. I left the classroom back in May. You and I talked about this a little bit. I just decided I did not want to be a classroom teacher anymore for one reason or another and have – been both helping my wife run both of her businesses and pouring some time into uh, the business that we share together called Three Small Dogs uh, Creative. So I've been doing some some website revamping and some copywriting and uh, some search engine optimization and all sorts of other bu- buzzwords and things like that. So were you engaging that's... with brands via uh, social media channels? via social media. I actually was engaging on behalf of brands via social media channels. That was... uh, Were you creating delightful experiences? I was assisting (laughs) in their curation. Oh, nice. Yeah, thanks. There's that buzzword again. Gotta love the C so that's that's kind of how I'm uh, how I'm spending my days for the time being. Got some other stuff possibly on the horizon, but that's it's kind of what I'm doing. And that led me to well, as I've been trying to figure out how I'm going to work my schedule because. To be honest with you, I kind of took the last three months off because after having been a teacher for as many years as I was... Hey, you've been, you
1: know, you've been very busy running uh, Tropical Island Government, I
0: believe. Yes, running that Tropical it's, Island Government into the grounds. That's not what easy. I've been busy doing for two days. It's not easy being a knockoff of Fidel Castro. <laughs> no, I as I've been trying to work out my new schedule and my new routine, the way that I do things, sitting at my desk working on my computer as opposed to being in somebody else's... Working Uh, for the man every night and day yeah instead of working for the man um or the man's kids as it were yeah i thought that maybe you and i could talk about what a day in the life of work looks like for each of us because it's a little different for me now than it used to be um you went through a transition what are we looking at about eight nine months ago now
1: yeah something like that like eight months ago
0: yeah, so we can talk a little – I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about what – and obviously you don't want to get into too many specifics as as uh, to what it might be like to work at Facebook every day What with the uh, the bar that you walk past and the, the meals and the barber on campus and things. Maybe we don't get into too many specifics because people will be jealous and all want to move out to San Francisco, thus raising the rent prices even higher. <laughs> but I thought maybe we could talk about what um, – You know what, what gentrification could, is, don't you? The definition I, of gentrification? Um it's I I used to.
1: It's everyone who moves somewhere after me. <sighs> <laughs> I
0: believe Jake Bilbray taught me that one. There, he's becoming our next Harry Marks ding. Um, <laughs> we have to mention them in every single. Well, we have to mention them in every single episode. Um, so,
1: oh, I don't make, have a good bell sound.
0: No, I don't. I have a. a Nope, that was me hitting a glass, and it didn't even ding. We are not good. Nice, that was there my lamp. Was yeah, I could have gone with the lamp. Um, <laughs> so I thought maybe we could kind of incorporate some of the things we tried to talk about in the sleep episode a little bit. Obviously, not a lot of it, unless you're sleeping at work. Which yeah, I don't we. know. Then maybe they maybe they encourage that. Maybe we talk a little bit about some coffee stubs. That sound cool. Sure. Should we do some fu first though? Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about let's do some follow up here real quick. Uh, first. First thing I wanted to do is uh, thank Dave Ray for sending a couple of dollars our way via the cash.me. What is that called? We're calling that cash tags? Cash tags, maybe? Yeah, cash.me slash dollar sign nerd uprising. Sent us a couple bucks, which went towards, um, well, for now, it actually went towards our new vanity URL, dot grid dot XYZ. You know, we were ahead of the curve. On that, oh, I do. literally
1: yes, I... days after we registered dotgrid.xyz, uh, this other little company called uh, Google. I don't know if you have heard of them. Uh, oh. Switched to a, they changed, they kind of rebranded and reorganized, and uh, their comp- parent company Alphabet is now ABC.xyz. Ahead of the curve. So uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll call it now. I, you know, I think the next the next new uh, hot TLD will be uh, dot marketing, Met
0: or dot coffee dot coffee although dot coffee
1: somebody were, I was listening to oh man who was I listening to who registered dot gripe oh, I was on uh, reply all they registered um, something dot gripe g-r-i-p-e
0: oh that's nice yeah that's pretty amazing may have to get into that well here we are trendsetters we were <laughs> we were on fleek before everybody else was on fleek it's true it's true and we have uh, an, an xyz domain uh, yeah. show notes for this episode by the way andy wellfully should you want to go back and refresh your memory about some of the things we talk about will be at dot grid dot xyz slash 14 did you figure that's out how the, to do the like forward uh that's UR my mapping thing that's my plan for tomorrow all oh, right figure out well i think it's just going to be a huge pain to do it every time but for our listeners and their They're ease and and so that dave ray can feel like his money went towards the right things. Then, you know, I we spent a dollar on the domain, and I spent the other four on beer, just uh, like I told him I would.
1: I'll have you know that I spent my very own money out of my personal pocket on this uh, Sierra Nevada Summerfest that I'm drinking.
0: Well, I spent Dave Ray's money on the six-pack that I picked yeah. out for myself at Kroger, which is typically not that great of a deal. But there's a bunch—I mean, nine ninety nine for a six-pack is not a wonderful deal. Yeah. When, but I look at the beers, and I don't want to buy a whole sixer of it anyway. Let's talk more about follow-up. <laughs> all right. Um, so Anne Seip got in touch with us. Via, first of all, well, first she left a comment on the blog, and then since then we've been in touch um, on Facebook. Had some questions uh, regarding some of the things we talked about in our hoarding episode back on episode 13, which was a good one. We got a lot of good positive feedback for that one. I was happy that everybody else was happy. Um Do you she's me read this? Well, are, I you can you read ahead. it. I can read it. I'll go ahead. You okay, know? Yeah. You go ahead. And yeah. this these are the dulcet tones of these are the dulcet tones of my voice. This is just for you. Um I actually wasn't gonna read it, I was gonna summarize it. Oh, that's fine too. She goes through to call us whippersnappers in there at least once and I didn't wanna put us through that again. Um, she's a bit of a computer hoarder, been using computers for a long time since DOS was around, which I remember DOS uh white text black background it's what i had to look at before i got into windows three point was it 3.11 or
1: two or something like that
0: three point something anyway she's been using computers for a long time keeps them has a lot of files does kind of the same thing that you do and seems to hold on to a lot of files whether she's using them or not just you know just in case yeah she's got some on you never know uh, yeah that's the problem that's the problem (laughs) she's got a uh she's got some Several terabyte backup external disks, some stuff on her desktop and her laptop, some stuff on flash drives. And she was wondering if either you or I had uh, some file comparison or organization uh, software recommendations that had you know, a good interface and f- finds duplicates and figures out where they are and has some good information on what those files actually contain, some of the metadata and things, so you know you're not deleting a file that is... Unique and you are deleting a duplicate. Um, I have not used anything like that because I, as you and I have discussed, don't hold on to many digital things for very long. Most of the time, that's my fault, but sometimes things just delete. Have you? Are you do? Du- do you go looking after duplicates? Uh, sometimes. Uh, first, I would like to uh, back up for a second and congratulate
1: her on using um, some curse words from Dune. I believe yeah. that
0: is where the word frelling comes from I believe it does too, so uh, is that Dune? I don't know um yeah, well you talk about duplicate software I can google that
1: yeah um so uh I don't
0: know I don't know
1: um no I, I i use something I have something called um clean my mac three um which does a lot of uh clean cleaning out of like old system preferences and Uh, System junk, iPhoto junk, iTunes stuff, uh, large and old files that you just haven't accessed for a while. Um, I honestly don't know if it does dupes. Um, You found something the other day to show me. Um,
0: Yeah, it was the, uh, the Mac equivalent of Windows Directory statistics. Yeah. That, I'm use, that I was using because I couldn't figure out why on this 128-gigabyte hard drive I only had like 13 gigabytes free, even though we know how much, um, how much time I spend deleting things and then reinstalling them. And do you remember where 40 of those 128 gigs were? No. Oh, and uh... no, I don't remember. Warcraft. Oh yeah. World of Warcraft had it downloaded. Thought I was gonna play it. Played it once. Don't. I don't. I don't need the angry emails. You just didn't take the time. You don't get it. It's, it's not for me. Oh, I don't know. What's going on with you? Yeah, you're a janky
1: robot. Yep, you sound better now. No, you sound better now too. I wonder, was anybody using the internet
0: at your house? Um, Elizabeth always, the, always uses the internet. Okay. Maybe it was just her getting started on something. Could be. That's um, what we're hoping. Yeah. So,
1: uh, re- real-time follow-up follow-up. Uh, Frelling is from Farscape. I know. I'm looking at that page right now. Okay. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, that... Oh, yeah. So, also, uh, my stupid uh, Adobe Audition, which I use to edit... Uh, the Erasable podcast, and also uh, record the track from uh, my track from this podcast. Uh, uses uh, every once in a while, I have to dump like these uh, conformed file folders that it forms, um, that take up maybe like mm, twelve to twenty gigabytes, which is not fun. Per that's a lot of space. Yeah, I have no idea why. I, I when I delete it, it it's mostly when I do like a multi-track session. I think it saves a backup of each little like piece of sound soundbite that I put in there. Uh, so once I kind of mix everything down and export it, I just delete the old Conform files and I'm fine. But yeah, I don't uh, I don't really I don't really use software for, for duplicates.
0: You, you know what frightens me now uh, when I look at the dr- remaining drive space on this is even after I deleted Warcraft, because I am now uh, using a time machine, not an actual time machine, gosh darn it, well, yeah. uh, but an Apple time machine that I got at the Goodwill for $20, um, now that I'm using that, the backups show up as space that is taken up on my hard drive even though it's not space that's actually taken up on this hard drive. It's a long and complicated... I'm sure there are multiple K-base articles around it. Oh, probably. Um, but, needless to say, A, I'm backing things up on-site and off-site now. Look at me. The guy that doesn't care. Backing things up. And also, um, when I look at the drive space, it just says there's 40 different things on there. So yeah, uh, Or 40 different gigabytes that are taken up. So... Uh, but anyway, that's, uh, that's some follow-up and some follow-up within some follow-up with the frilling and the Farscape and the things like that. Do you want to move on to our topic du jour for the day? Yeah, work. Workity work. Work. Work and work. Um, you actually have, I'm guessing, some semblance of a real schedule. Do you get up at a particular time to go to work every day?
1: Yeah. I, um, in the morning, I'm not my... My brightest, let's say. I just don't think maybe the most critically in the world. Uh, so I really need some kind of a schedule in the morning, uh, typically. I really have to, like, have a little ritual or something where I don't really have to think about what I'm doing. So I get up probably around 6.45, somewhere between there and 7. Take a shower, put on my clothes, feed the cats, do all, do all that, and go to work. Um, catch the train. This is all pre-coffee, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. what? Yeah. So I just don't like have the bandwidth to just like make coffee for myself at home, especially because I know once I get to work there will be unlimited free coffee.
0: Do you ever get the impression or the sensation that maybe during that time before you've had coffee that you could either? Kill someone or perhaps have and just don't remember it? Well, that's the thing is I don't really—I mean, sometimes I guess when I'm waiting for the
1: train, I encounter people. But I get up pretty consistently before my wife does, so I just have no human contact, which is probably a good thing. Just cats. Cat contact.
0: Yeah, which can be both warming and also very— i don't yeah so i, can I don't walk, know cats i can cats. walk to the
1: train station i can like listen to my podcasts on the way i don't really have to talk to anybody and then when i get to work i can pour the coffee and just sort of like officially start my day
0: yeah i'm i'm the complete opposite i get up well actually before i even get i'm doing uh i'm doing like phone stuff before i get out of bed do you do phone stuff in bed or do you are um, you alarm off feet on the floor I'll i'll check all of my various like notifications that have
1: may put themselves on my home screen on my lock screen. So I'll generally like all of my friends on the East coast slash standard time, uh, Eastern time slash standard time will have like begun a conversation with me. Um, I'm talking to you, Will Fange. How are your friends on the (laughs) East coast? So, uh, so there's some things, some topics that have been started, um, which it seems like everybody knows that I probably won't respond until like, you know, 10 o'clock their time. So, I'll look at that, I'll think about what, I, what I'm going to say in the shower, if there's any important email, something like that. Uh, I'll look at that before I get out of bed, but generally I'm not, like, doing work triage stuff right in bed.
0: Okay. How will. you? Well, I, um, I check my Facebook feed and my Instagram feed, and depending on how far I got in Twitter, I will either try to get caught up or... More than likely, I'll just open Tweetbot and hit the uh, the title bar and just read back for an hour or so are worth you of a, tweets. Are
1: you a Twitter completionist?
0: Um, I am sometimes, uh, especially now that I, I I could never do it during the school year mm. because I was always like I. Now, the way that I'm doing it is I can keep Tweetbot open and kind of check in periodically and just read them in spurts. But when I was at school, I think I tried for the first month and a half to read twenty three hours worth of Twitter at once. yeah, I would sit on the couch at night and do that, but it typically took about like an hour to do so <laughs> yeah. and i I, I tried to do that anymore um and we've talked about the app before. I'm using Nuzzle a lot more now to try to keep up with articles that i or links that i may want to see or may have missed yeah Um, but i like you figure it'll make it back around to me i'm also using rss to keep up with that stuff but i'll do a little bit of twitter a little bit of instagram a little bit of facebook um i just uh i just follow too many people to be a completionist
1: and also i if i have something to say back to them and it's like over a couple hours old
0: i'm like well too late i don't want to yeah it feels weird yeah yeah if and being on the West Coast, if anybody on the East Coast says something uh, that you want to respond to, you're like, oh, I'm just getting out of bed. And they probably would, probably would realize that. But you never know. Th- maybe they've tweeted since then. And unless they have really good, you know, unless they have a good conversation stream going, you're like, "Will they even know what tweet I'm replying to. Right. Exactly. I have that fear sometimes. I have, um, I believe, uh, instead of social anxiety, I think I have social media anxiety. That's a thing. And what if I'm not doing this the right way? Yeah. I would never survive as a teenager today.
1: Oh, God, no. That'd be yeah. the worst. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it.
0: We um, couldn't I post do... our
1: stupid pictures of the internet very the easily. Actual,
0: the actual internet.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you could, you know, take a shot with your camera and then develop a picture and then scan it in and then put it on AOL, and uh, that would take forever to upload or email it to somebody, maybe.
0: I could look at it in my in my Netscape browser.
1: Yeah, yeah. It should
0: be awesome. I actually do all of that before – I only do that before coffee, and then so, I so stumble – So tell me about up. your
1: coffee workflow.
0: Well, I stumble out to my kitchen typically. I wait until my wife starts t- – well, not – I don't always wait until she starts to move around. Typically, I'm up and moving before she is, and I'll come out and thank goodness for the hot water pot we have because I am uh, – I'm all AeroPress first thing in the morning now because we I have really dark roast coffee, and – I can't do dark roast coffee in the drip coffee maker. No, just just better with
1: AeroPress. You're it's like, good. um, what, is, what does Mike Hurley call it? His fussy coffee?
0: Fussy coffee, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I'm all fussy coffee now. So I'll get up and typically grind enough beans to make two cups and turn the hot water pot on. And then I will do um, my first cup of coffee through the AeroPress conveniently now it's much easier for me to i was going to say count but now i don't have to count i and we've talked about this a little bit before i use my uh my app to time things <laughs> and have recipes for my Aeropress. i know you laugh but hipster. it makes my life so much easier first thing in the morning i can <laughs> really get does. up and i can just pull up a. I can pull up a recipe and go all right i need the coffee ground course i need a scoop and a half i need to i'll just hit start and it'll be like all right pour this much water and it'll give me the timer and it'll ding and then it'll tell me uh you know to stir or wait or steep or whatever and it'll walk me through all of the processes and all i need to do is look at the white text on the bright colors and listen for the funny noises and i can make my own i can make my own cup of coffee
1: (laughs) yes Uh, you too can make your own (laughs) coffee at home did i uh did i tell the world about my new hot pot i can't remember
0: no, I know you told me, and we've talked about it a little bit, and it's mind-blowing, right? So I, uh,
1: I bought a new hot pot on um, Overstock, and it has special pre-settings for water temperatures. So it has one for green tea, one for white tea, one for black tea, one for French press, uh, and, you know, it's like the optimum of 175, 185, 200, et cetera, uh, or just straight-up straight boil. Um, it actually makes a huge different difference because I feel like I was brewing my aeropress too hot uh, before because I don't have the patience to let it boil and then let it cool down a little bit. So uh, if I just set it to like one
0: seventy-five, is that it? Is that the? Uh, yeah, one seventy-one 170, seventy-five.
1: Yeah. So I just uh, I just you know heat the water to that temperature and just use that, and it just tastes so much smoother. It's it's amazing, like, and I'm I'm not just. I feel like if I was presented coffee brewed with boiling water and coffee brewed with 175 water in like a blind taste test, I feel like I would instantly know the difference. It's scorched almost.
0: Yeah. It's just, it doesn't. It doesn't taste right. My brother thought that I was uh, being super super fussy when he was here because I will every once in a while just to recalibrate my expectations. I have a one of those candy thermometers yeah. that you can stick in hot water. Um, to gauge the temperature, it only goes up to about 220 or 225. I got that with the homebrew kit that I got for Christmas yeah. from my wonderful mother-in-law, and every once in a while, I will uh, I put it back in there just to kind of gauge how, what noises the hot water pot makes when it's at about 175. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll pour myself a cup of coffee. Typically I'll start the day with about, uh, with about two cups. I can't do much more than that to kind of get myself gone. But I have found that if I have two cups, it conveniently functions a lot like ADD medicine hmm. and it allows me to focus a little bit more. Um, do you take advantage of that free unlimited mm, coffee at work? I do. I, uh,
1: I'm, pro- I'm pretty embarrassed to say how much coffee I generally drink a day. Probably about, like, I would say, like, four cups. Oh, okay. As long as you're still measuring it in cups and not pots. Oh, yeah. Well, it's all, it all just magically appears in, like, those big air pots. So uh, I wouldn't even know how many pots. But, like, yeah, four, for like, it would probably be the equivalent of, like, a tall or a grande at Starbucks um, worth of coffee. So generally that's about how much. And then maybe I'll have, like, an iced tea for lunch. And that's about as much caffeine as I can handle.
0: I got to stop at about 2.30 or 3 had, o'clock. We had root beer with dinner tonight, so um, I'm having a beer to kind of take – a regular beer to kind of take the edge off of that. <laughs> and uh, I may have, may have a, a, an extra little bit of Ambien tonight because the caffeine and the Ambien, they fight, but the Ambien always wins. <laughs> Ambien so, uh, always wins. Ambien always wins, but I, like you before I start working in the morning, need to have some cup of coffee and I need to have some time to sort of adjust and acclimate.
1: Well, and I know we'll talk about meetings later, but um, sometimes when I have a bunch of meetings, like I really need uh to be chatty, and I feel like coffee is how I get myself to be chatty and i I realize I mean it's a chemical addiction, it's slightly healthier than nicotine and meth you know Uh, right but uh but yeah it's 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 definitely a useful tool and i i luckily a while ago i sort of like got myself off of like sugar and cream in my coffee because i got really tired of like every time you go to a breakfast joint and the waitress or the server comes around and um pours a little bit more into your cup thereby throwing off your ratio Messes up the mix, man. I, ju- I just got tired of that, so I was like, "I'm, j- you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to drink, like, black coffee. And, uh, yeah, so I got myself on black coffee that way.
0: And I do sugar. I don't do the creamer anymore. I, I can only do sugar, but yeah. I'm still doing – I was going to say a healthy amount of sugar. It's not – I don't mean that in the, in that it's helping my heart or, you know, internal processes. No, by that I mean it's, it's a great deal of sugar. We just have a sugar – poor thing it's an old vintage sugar thing and i just hold it upside down and count to five <laughs> that it, it might be a tablespoon it might be seven tablespoons i don't know
1: <laughs> it's five. if i put too
0: much sugar in there how much sugar do you want more. five yeah just five five yeah. sugar yep five sugar um how long is your commute in the morning how long does it take you to work um generally between as, as long as nobody has
1: tried to commit suicide via caltrain which sometimes uh, happens. Um, they do that in the mornings too. Yeah, mostly in the mornings. Um it actually was a weird like pretty disturbing rash of um of deaths at the beginning of 2015. Mm-hmm. Um but it hasn't happened for a long time, so knock on we wood. Had
0: de- we had a delay recording the podcast more than once unfortunately.
1: Yeah. So knock on wood it's not a uh, a thing anymore, but uh it takes me between 45 minutes and an hour generally. Uh I'm I'm lucky in that I don't have to deal with uh car traffic. Um, sort, well, sort of at the end, my, I have a there's a shuttle that picks me up from the Caltrain station to take me to, uh, work. And, uh, I mean, that drives in traffic, but it's, it's not highway traffic, which is really what's insane in the mornings.
0: You don't have to drive the shuttle though, right? No, that's not, no. Like, I, that's, that's good. You guys don't like take turns.
1: I just, uh, put on my podcasts and close my eyes and let it happen. Just let it wash over me
0: yeah I miss that's the one that not the well, I guess that is the one thing I miss about having a commute because I definitely don't miss it taking me an hour to get to work, an hour to get home from an hour to get home from work. I used to listen to considerably more podcasts, and now my only podcast time is um either when I make it, which I'm learning that I can do other things while I listen to podcasts, which has always been a struggle for me. Um, but there are some podcasts that I can listen to, like the Fine Erasable podcast that That's I don't fine have. Publication. It's a wonderful audio publication, digital audio publication, digital online audio publication. On the inter Google's, um, mm-hmm. no, I I've, I found that I can typically keep up with the three of you and not have to give you a hundred and ten percent of my attention at all times. And if I do hear something that piques my interest, I can you know rewind it. That's true. But unless I'm mowing the yard or making time for it, I just don't listen to as many podcasts as I used to. They used to be my commute thing. Um, You know, because at an hour, I can knock out a podcast on the way there, a podcast on the way home. And I was, you know, struggling to find enough. And now I've, let's not even talk about what podcast inbox zero would take. Let's not even talk about how long I would have to sit.
1: It was always my, uh, my. Uh commute slash mowing the lawn slash doing dishes thing. Podcasts.
0: Yes. I
1: But now I have, have no lawn. Now I have a dishwasher and yeah. my commute's different. So pretty much now it's just my commute thing.
0: Yeah, I I have I we bought a Bluetooth speaker, which I'm really happy with. Um that has really improved things for me. As long as I'm sitting within about five or six feet of it, I'm okay. Yeah. If I'm more than about six or seven feet away, audio quality starts to cut a little bit but that's that's all right i tell you i use it um 95 of its use is when i'm in the shower hmm. yeah. i do I'm, just, I'm doing podcasts while i'm in the shower now like uh like like merlin man and brett terpstra oh yeah taking the longer showers listening to podcasts because that merlin man has a whole ritual down whole showering ritual it's uh it's definitely i'm, I'm pretty sure
1: merlin man's shower ritual is the reason california has a drought you you heard it here first, guys. Yep, that's accusations. All sorts of <laughs> accusations. No, I'm not saying Merlin Man is t- wasting all the water, but I've heard about his shower ritual on back to work. It's uh Um no, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's he he does a lot of like, you know, gets the bathroom all steamy and so he can like get his whiskers all soft so he can shave them easily. It's uh it's a whole thing.
0: Oh, see you people in your shaving. <laughs> uh, just grow a beard like the rest of us. Well, um, my beard makes me look like I don't know, like
1: crackhead. So it right, matter.
0: like someone who has gone scratching at their face and therefore it's, is missing
1: patches of hair. Yeah, that's that, that's what my beard looks like. It's pretty bad.
0: Well, then don't disgrace the rest of us with beards with that shitty makeshift <laughs> whatever it is. You just you keep that beard to yourself. <laughs> I, I will indeed. I'll keep that beard on the inside. Brought to you this week by Dollar Shave Club, Uh, (laughs) or uh, what is? Oh, Harry's is that the other one? Yeah, Harry's is the other one. We we like the blades so much that we bought the factory. Yeah, well, it's true. Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't work at Harry's, so um, I I work at home. Should we uh, Should we talk about our 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 workday stuff? Yeah, workday stuff. Um, what do you? What's a typical? Do you have a typical workday?
1: Um, I would say day to day most of my days are different but week to week it's generally the same like i have a lot of like weekly meetings that we have and things that i try to get done and stuff like that so um i have a like a bunch of meetings on monday and tuesday um wednesdays are generally kind of we try to do no meetings on wednesdays so if people have a long commute they can just either stay at home work from home or just otherwise, like, have a day to actually, like, get stuff done. Right. So uh, I don't know if other companies do that. I was, I would assume that they do. But, um, yeah, no meeting Wednesdays are pretty – held pretty sacred where I work. Yeah.
0: And then Thursdays and Fridays are no holds barred again?
1: Just – yeah, just general.
0: Um, yeah, just for some reason,
1: Mondays and Tuesdays are, the, like, the meeting heavy days of the week. So I generally have some swaths of time where I can work on um, Fridays – or Thursdays and Fridays how about how about you did you i mean what i'm curious when you when you worked at a school like did you have meetings besides
0: sort of like that one big meeting with all of your kids um yeah i well, and my role was a little different because I was not only Uh, an English teacher, I was also the gifted education coordinator at both of the schools at which I worked. And in the state of Tennessee, gifted education falls underneath the special education umbrella. So the kids with the well below average IQs and the kids with the well above average IQs have some of the same considerations as far as special, I I hate to call it special treatment. Yeah. Um, are you familiar? Probably not. You're probably not familiar with an individualized education program. Um, it's
1: called. It's called an IEP. I have my my mother-in-law is a is a teacher, and I I definitely have heard her, heard her talk about it
0: it's um the paperwork that is filled out at least in this state on an annual basis in a meeting with uh the uh, the parent and the teacher and the special education coordinator of whatever kind is necessary, and often some representative from the school um, and those happen to happen annually and some through some stroke of luck or another all of mine apparently happened on like the first week of the month every month so they were all stacked up and i would often spend either an hour before school an hour after school or my planning period in those types of meetings Mm. which i had a good rapport with the parents of my students. So those meetings didn't typically last an entire hour. And sometimes they would just say, no, I don't need to come in for this. You can just send the paperwork home after the rest of the team talks about it. And uh, if I approve it, I'll, I'll sign and send it back. So I used to have a lot of those. And then, you know, we talk about things like professional development and monthly faculty meetings. And yeah, there's um, yes, and then the meetings. I had, yeah. I, I had some meetings. I had some meetings. I mean, I, I still have meetings now. We, um, Elizabeth and I, you know, we we meet with clients on uh, on a semi regular basis because she's still running all the design stuff and all the rental stuff, and so often she'll go to meet with brides or photographers or planners or things like that, and and I'll go and nod and drink coffee, so I'm I'm there. Look, look important. Yeah. Well, I. I have a beard. I was going to say I have a mustache, but that you doesn't know, help. You know, you have just, a beard just, and
1: glasses. I look important. You're just rubbing it in is what you're doing now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's
0: true. Just rubbing your so, beard in. Rubbing, rubbing my beard in right now. Just, I was going to do the, the Aaron Draplin thing where I uh, rubbed it on the, on the screen here, but I, I chose not to. <laughs> I um, that. Do you, do you so, take notes at those meetings? <sighs> Like, notes that matter, or does it appear as though I am taking notes? Do you have
1: some method of writing down to-dos or trying to remember things from various meetings that you attend?
0: I do. Um, I have found that if I use some type of digital device to do it, be that uh, typing directly on my iPhone, which people still frown upon. Apparently they think I'm texting <laughs> or uh, typing it into a computer. Uh, as the case may be, I don't have, I don't have the retention necessary, nor do I have the ability to do that and maintain a conversation. Um, but I have found with my remarkably sloppy sloppy handwriting that i can take analog notes typically with a pen or a pencil and not my own blood um to be able to keep up with those things i was a real big fan of uh not steno pads but like the big legal pads for a while i used to carry one of those on a clipboard
1: with me through the hallways oh yeah you look real important and like the general you one one looks real important when they have a, a writing tablet with them
0: Oh, I started carrying one of those clipboards that actually is a container, and you can flip it open, and oh, it has yeah. other places to keep paperwork and she things like that. Documents inside. with you? Oh yeah, I used to. I used to carry one of those around with the with the steno writing whatever pad on top. I looked super important. Now oh, I yeah. just now I use whatever lovely notebook I have sitting around. I have a Baron Fig confidant, and I have uh, really? these lovely new um lovely new notebooks from Appointed. Of oh which yeah. I, yeah, yeah yeah. You were also sent one. Yes, indeed. Courtesy of what is apparently the luckiest guy on Instagram. Thank you very much. Can Um, you get them to send me a tech dop kit too? That's not them. That's somebody else. Well, no, of course it's this is ground, but I'll, I'll see, I'll see what (laughs) I can do. I know them now. We're all, we're all buddy, buddy. Um, so I'm either using the Barron Fit Convenant or typically some field notes because I always have my field notes in my back pocket. Are you? I know that you carry your computer into meetings because you and I have had conversations while you've been in meetings.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, there, there are a lot of meetings that I attend that um, that like I, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily there to participate. I'm either there to listen or, or sync as we call it. Um, and just, I just need to know like what's going on around me because there's, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but there's a lot of stuff that Facebook does. And often, often when there's like crossover or similar things, there's a lot of like um, things that are out of sync yeah things that are out of sync and you have to kind of talk to people to make sure that hey i'm going to be doing this thing you don't do this other thing that conflicts with that or something
0: can, um, can we can we talk about sync for a second are we are we is that a is that a corporate secret are we allowed to uh, i don't think we should talk about that then wait what are you talking about
1: sync why do we call it sync well just like pers- personal syncing like oh hey you're the person for it the content strategies for events i'm doing this thing that uses events i need to talk to you to understand like how you're how you do that so we we have we have synced
0: oh well it, i is, mean, it, it, it makes now that you explain it like that is the not term like a, makes much more sense yeah it's not like a product that like we we don't work on a no product no no, no i'm no i no, and i i know better than to ask <laughs> product questions on a podcast <laughs> no i just i didn't i thought that that was um a unique thing i didn't know if it was like no. synced with a capital s it's probably it was like just, a, a corporate term no no
1: um, it's probably just a just a buzz just a meeting buzzword i guess yeah well, um and, and i never know like what is like specifically facebook talk and what is just like tech company talk i try not to say things like um oh what are some of the stupid ones like oh let's open the kimono because that's just like disturbing whoa yeah do you ever heard that before
0: no you know when you're not to hear it again
1: it's it's the worst whenever like you know you're being transparent about what you're doing you know you you open the kimono it has some like weird like japanese like geisha you know
0: i I don't want
1: to it's, have any idea no, what's behind that yeah. kimono. No, no, it's the worst. Um, not at all. Sue, so, what was, I don't even remember what I was talking about. Meetings. We were talking about meetings. Yeah, so, and... so like every single person has a laptop and if it's a meeting where, uh, maybe somebody's presenting, uh, it's, it's considered like, you know, good, good etiquette to close your laptop. Um, some people do, some people don't. Uh, I, do you close your laptop. I generally, if, if, if it's something that warrants closing one's laptop, I do. um, and I generally, uh, if it's something like that, if that's the case, I'll generally take notes uh, in my Baron Fig Confidant. Um, I started keeping one with some to-dos and some just, like, general areas for notes. Um, by the way, speaking of that, let's, uh, let's, let's get off on a really quick notebook tangent. Let's do that. Uh, at Powell's, I found, you know, you know the brand term. I am familiar with them. term, 1917, right? They, uh, they make a little $3 thing that is a elastic pen loop or pencil loop because it's thin enough attached to like an adhesive and you can just stick it to the back cover of your notebook if it doesn't come with a pen loop and boom, instant pen loop. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, I've never seen it before. It's so simple yet so uh, useful. So I, my Baron Fig Confidant now has a uh, pencil loop in it.
0: And it's Lloyd's term, which is a reputable name. It is, so yeah. So hopefully it's not just going to crap out on you after two months. When I go
1: back to Portland, I think I'm going to pick up several of those babies because they are useful.
0: Well, good. I'm yeah. glad that's working out. So, so those of you that are interested in those kind of things, I will, I will, for you, our lovely listeners, attempt to Google and see if there's another place to purchase that. Don't, don't strain Ex- yourself. I won't I won't I won't google it. I'm not going to I'm a, I'm, a, I'm not a Googler. I'm a duck duck goer. <laughs> a duck duck goer. I am I'm, I'm I'm a duck duck goer, so I will duck duck go that for you. Duck duck goer. Duck duck 1049er. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll check on that and see if I can find a link to that uh on the uh on the Amazon or something. But that's cool. So yeah. so you're so, taking notes in your bear and fake confidant. Yep. And sometimes- I'm sorry, was your was your tangent done? Oh
1: yeah, that was totally done. So uh okay. backslash, uh No, forward slash and tangent. Forward slash. So uh, anyhow, um, so yeah, I'll take notes via analog sometimes. But if my laptop's open um, because we need to look something up while we're doing it, um, I might as well just do it in there. So I generally just type into like Ulysses or something if that's the
0: case. Or
1: if it's uh, or maybe I just, you know, talk to you. Yeah,
0: you just send it to me, and then later on you're like, "Hey, what was that thing I was talking to you about?" Yeah, at twelve o'clock, and I was like, "I don't remember." And you're like, "No, check the two o'clock timestamp." I'm like, "Oh right, time changes." Oh, (laughs) you funny, you funny time zone calendar things. Oh yeah. Speaking of calendars, speaking of calendars, that was was a good segue. Thank you. My goal for this evening was no awkward segues. Unfortunately, (laughs) I have failed. Yeah. Um, Do you guys are you guys on an exchange server there? I think so. I don't don't know. Um,
1: Meeting things? Uh, You know, our our meetings get so complicated because, you know, there's so many that happen every day. And you not only have to, um, you know, count on the busy schedules of each of the person in there, but you have to count on um, probably well over a thousand conference rooms on our campus. I don't know that for sure, but like that sounds about right. Um, so you have to take that into account. You have to take into account what campus. You know, some people. sometimes I need to have a meeting with somebody in New York. You have to count on their time zone and their calendar and a conference room there. You have to make sure that if you're doing that, the conference rooms have video conferencing capabilities because most do but some don't. Uh, you have to count on uh, sometimes, let's say I have a meeting and I sit in like, you know, on the east side of the building and I'm meeting with somebody in the middle of the building. Um, I need to give special treatment to a conference room that's somewhere between us because my building is so big that like legitimately takes 10 minutes to walk from one into the other um, or 20 minutes to get to the other campus. Uh, so it's insanely complicated to schedule meetings. And so I believe there are some homebrew systems that work there, which I can't even begin to know how or when they were built. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's pretty like pretty crazy like how these meeting like how meetings
0: are scheduled and and where they're scheduled i I just go to starbucks yeah (laughs) hey that that (laughs) that works too no we got some good coffee shops i do that but elizabeth is very very good at scheduling those things and getting them like arranged with clients and th- and and things like that. And now that I have her default calendar on her iPhone set to a calendar that is shared between the two of us, we conveniently have an Umbrella Corporation calendar on which everything shows up. And then I can move it to the family calendar if need, like the dog's haircuts don't need to be on the Umbrella Corporation calendar. But why um, not? It seems like you could just expense it then. Well, yeah, if that's all it takes is putting it on the business (laughs) calendar. Do it. No, Mumford's a paid employee. Of course he gets his haircut comped. Um. (laughs) Uh, and that used to be a Google calendar. Um, we, she used to have her Google calendar and I had mine. Um, but more and more as I am falling into the ecosystem, there's another buzzword for you, that Apple wants me to be in, I find that I am using iCloud calendars more and more often just because they integrate so seamlessly.
1: And it's fast.
0: With... It is it is. Uh, she will enter something in the couch on the other room on her phone, and the little pop-up notification will show up on my computer less than five seconds after she enters in the uh, yeah. the date, which is nice. Um, and then I, if I need to move it around, I can just pop up in BusyCal and click and drag and move it. Not in, I got BusyCal as part of uh, – did you see that Stack Social deal that was going a couple weeks ago? may still be going right now. I it think was, so. Uh, it was, like, BusyCal and RapidWeaver 6 and, yeah. I don't know, a couple other things. It was – I think I paid $5.17 for a copy of BusyCal and, like, seven other things.
1: You know, I, I actually had BusyCal back in, I want to say, like, 2007. We I was working at a small office, and we needed something to just, like, you know, sync across, like, our calendars. And uh, we all had Macs, and at that point, I don't think that Exchange calendars were – or Exchange was supported for Mac at all. Um, nobody had smartphones. Uh, so yeah, we got busy. Call, busy call and That worked. It was like it was not cheap. It was like fifty bucks per yeah. license. Yeah, but yeah,
0: it, that's what it is. But it worked. Yeah, I uh, I really like it. It's it probably still looks the same yeah. as it did in two thousand and seven, which I'm fine with. Uh, ideally. I would be using Fantastical for 5 bucks, but Fantastical would like $50 for their app, and I'm sure it's very much worth it. I just, as we talked about in the setting up a new Mac episode, that if I was to buy all of the apps that I wanted, I should essentially just buy another computer or pay someone to write an app for me. Yeah. It may that may have actually been less expensive. So yeah, I got a copy of BusyCal for like $5. I really like it. Um and I'm it does a few more things with iCloud calendars than it does with Google calendars. I'm not necessarily trying to move everything away from Google or anything like that. I still have the Gmail address, but I don't know. I've been liking I, iCloud calendars. They've been syncing. I haven't had any issues with it. Um I use you, uh, I use
1: Fantastical. You, That's what I've been using lately on um not on Mac cuz it's like you said $50, but I have it on uh, iOS. And it's mm-hmm. it's great, I use it yeah it it's pretty fantastic, and I have to admit the out of all of like the default Mac apps, I think calendars is one of like the best, not really default mac um yeah default mac mac apps um o s ten apps I use just the default calendar app on my computer
0: it is it, it... It is nicely mirrored to the iOS app. They look very similar. Yeah. So if you can, if you understand how to use one, you understand how to use the other one. Yeah. Um,
1: but I mostly uh, just use my calendar app on my phone because I sometimes have to look up what conference room I'm going to while I'm like traveling or while I'm like on the on the road going from one from my desk to whatever the conference room is. So I generally use that on mobile. So I'll use Fantastic Call for that.
0: Yeah, I'm, I have Fantastical on mobile, too. I've I've messed around with Sunrise a little bit. I really like oh, some yeah. of the integrations that Sunrise has. Sunrise is um, nice. I've used it on both the Mac and on iOS. I like it, but I, I found that now that I'm on BusyCal that I can use Fantastical. And their natural language parsing just about all the time oh, yeah. on my phone, and it works out really well. Um, what other Mac apps are you using on a – well, what other apps in general are you using on a day-to-day basis? Um, well, what we fa- say fa- is essential for your daily workflow? Work Workflows workflow. at work. Um, I uh,
1: <laughs> I generally am using uh, Ulysses as we have talked about before
0: to just like r- just type stuff.
1: Um, I'm using uh, Facebook Messenger
0: and Facebook. the one with the gold icon, probably.
1: Well, one of the fancy Facebook Messengers, right? Um, we, let's see, what else am I using? Uh, I actually just started using, thanks to the recommendation of a friend of mine, uh, Annotate. Yeah, which is uh, instead of um, Sketch, which is also a fantastic app. Too. I, I do a lot of like, I'll get like um, a mock from a designer and I just need to make annotations to it and say, hey, we should use these words or this should be capitalized or we need another line of text here or something like that. Um. Yeah, annotate works great for that. I used that. That is what, like, three bucks on the uh, yeah. Mac OS Ten store.
0: Yeah, it was like two or three, and I I'm the one who recommended it to you. You are. Uh, that, yes, and, that's true. It was you. And I really, really like it. It's not that I had anything against Sketch. It was. I, don't, I find Annotate to be a little bit quicker, yeah. and I don't have to, like, log in with my Evernote and worry about it syncing and what's it going to do. And I, I don't like the iOS version of Annotate as much. Yeah. I still use Sketch on iOS, but I really like um, the version on the Mac. And as you and I discovered, I think, last week, you can also record a screencast as a really poor quality GIF to share <laughs> with someone. Apparently so it's Um, the resolution is very bad but it's workable (laughs) i use uh airmail for my mail airmail 2 and in fact can i just Uh, say that you've you've got me on airmail now that we're trading recommendations back and forth i'm using the airmail beta because it's free and airmail's really, really great i like the have you been using the the markdown feature No, because I am have not been writing as many emails. I'm doing a little bit more of the using my email inbox as a to do list kind of thing. Namely, because as Elizabeth is getting is trusting me more and more with business oriented things, because you know she's been running both of these on her own for three years now. Um, As she's trusting me with more and more business things, she is just forwarding me emails. Um, And so, if there are certain things that I need to take care of, like last week we were finishing up. Uh, her design website, and as she was getting uh, the text for her testimonials or pulling thumbnails that she wanted to have for particular galleries and things like that, she would just send them over to me via email um, because she doesn't necessarily want to use iMessage or Facebook Messenger or anything to do that. She would rather use email. She's more comfortable with that. She's so, one of those. Yeah, she is. So she sends <laughs> it over to me, and for a while I was using Mailbox because, you know, Mailbox is that very convenient. It's, it, when you archive it, it's got that check mark, and it functions a lot like a to-do list, yeah. but I, I pulled Airmail back up because I found it to be better on the eyes. I feel like there's too much white space in mailbox on, on, on OS 10. But I really, really like Airmail. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was just no. saying that you mentioned Airmail as we were going through uh, some of our apps on one of our many previous episodes, and that was what kind of caught my attention. and I really like it. so I, I like would, I said, the beta's is out there.
1: Yeah, I would switch back to air or to mailbox if they supported Exchange, which our email is right. through, but they don't. so Well, there you who on them? Um, and then are, are you uh, are you you know still uh, still sparking?
0: Um (laughs) Doesn't that sound like we're we're talking about weed? Lighten it up. Um, (laughs) sparking it up. uh, I am. That's that's current well, I've been back and forth, like I said, I was I was doing mailbox on both for a while because that's the best way to timers sync that way. Yeah the the the, the timer sync, and there's also a really convenient, if you swipe it, there's an option on the picker to say on desktop or, or on mobile, depending yes, on where you are. Yes. And the next time you look at it on the opposite platform, it'll pop up.
1: God, I miss that so much. Which it, is really cool. I was really good at keeping my inbox down.
0: Yeah, I am really good at keeping my inbox down because I don't get many emails. So well, that's, that's the easy way. Between that and um, have I talked to you about unroll.me? yeah we i've I've used it you know that doesn't
1: really actually unsubscribe you from those right no, what's it do it uh kind of acts as a like an inbox go between and just like takes them out
0: oh, it just sends them directly to the archive
1: something like that yeah it doesn't
0: put them in the uh the summary that I get every morning that's okay with me as yeah. long as because, and that's one of the big thing that's one of the big problems I have with the mailbox notifications is mailbox will notify me every time I get an email so uh, I got my suit for my wedding from J. Crew, and so I'm on their mailing list because that was how we corresponded—was via email. Yeah. So, w- with Mailbox, I would get a notification that I got an email from the J. Crew mailing list, and then before I could even turn my screen off, the notification would be gone because the email had already been archived by Unroll Me. So that's why I really like the smart notifications with Spark. Yeah. Um, Because then I don't have to be notified for every single email because I'm not that important, Andy Wellfley. (laughs) I don't need to know, but there's about three emails. There's about three, yeah, three people that would email me that I want to hear from. And one of them is typically either in the same room or at the very least uh, in the same home as me. And the other one is is Mumford. Yes. Uh, And then the third one is the job stuff that I'm still waiting to hear back on. But other than that. Hmm. I'm not really that important. Do you get a lot of email? Um,
1: well, yes, but don't let that make you make it seem like I'm important.
0: Uh, do you I have, have people at your email. work that have the carbon copy problem? Well, yeah, there's I mean, there is a reply all problem.
1: Um, there's there's a lot of um uh like task th- systems, you know, that we we don't use Basecamp or Slack or anything, but there's 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 some task-based systems we use that um sends email notifications which I uh, generally like, you know, weed out and ignore, but it still comes through. So, um, yeah, that I would say, and then also I just have like, because I'm a compulsive, you know, signer upper, uh, I definitely get a lot of like email from startups or something like, Hey, we noticed you haven't logged in for a while. Is there anything I can help you with? Thanks Dave, the CEO, you know, that kind of, that kind of like, thing. thanks Dave. Yeah. I appreciate the fact yeah. that you care. Thanks that for no I'm thanks, not Dave. using
0: garbage.io. Yeah. Recently. Yeah. Trashday.co. Trashday.co, that's what I was looking for.
1: Um, I've been getting a lot from something, um, I don't even remember signing up for it because everything has stupid names, called
0: Quiller. Q W I L R. (laughs) It looks like someone just slammed their forehead under the keyboard and that's what the the company (laughs) is. What what should we call the company? I don't know, ask Freddie. He just had Dunto work done. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. How do you spell that? Wonderful. Dot, Book it. Dot I'm, on, I'm on. I'm on my way to Florida, and then <laughs> and the meeting was over. That was a Friday meeting for sure. Yeah.
1: Good. So uh, no, that's um, yeah. So the stuff like that. Yeah, a lot, lot of email. I uh, the only one I I definitely check most of the things that come to me is my wood clenched email, just because sometimes it's people trying to give me free stuff. So.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's important to check in on yeah. the free things. I yeah. email you at your uh, at your personal domain email address. Yeah, that works it's too. Easier for me, it's easier for me to remember. Does that all forward to one Google Inbox? No, no, I have separate
1: separate boxes, but just just one universal in, like inbox on the client. Oh,
0: that's fancy. All of my well, I could have a separate I could have separate email addresses set up because it, it dawned on me the other day that. We're, because we're pay f- because we pay for Elizabeth's hosting for her for the Stalker and Vintage site. Um, I'm not just paying for that one domain. Like I could host more things on there. Hell yeah! And all of that could come along with email addresses. Yeah. Um, now that Google Apps is not free anymore, I luckily is,
1: got in with uh, Woodclinch to my personal domain uh, before that was the case. So I'm right. I have been grandfathered in, and I'm so glad. But sometimes, man, sometimes I just want to have a. Uh, you know, uh, Andy.
0: Gripe's email address. I know. Well, the stockroomvintage.com dot com is in. Yeah. Uh, the newer stuff, her design website, and our three small dog stuff, and the nerd uprising stuff as a matter of fact is is all auto forward so if you email us and you don't get an email back from andy at nerd or will at nerd that's why um (laughs) because the owners of the business the three of us are too cheap just yeah cheapskates too cheap to spring for individualized email addresses (laughs) darn it just email me at my gmail address um I do want to address one thing before I talk about the end of your day, and this is follow-up in addition to work stuff. Yes. What are you doing for to-dos now, Andy Welffley? It's been a couple. <sighs> yeah, I feel like every time we talk about it, it's changed.
1: Um, actually, um, uh, one of uh, my friends, uh, my internet friends who shall go who shall remain nameless, um, convinced me to keep both a paper and an online to-do, or not online but digital to-do. So. Uh, I am using things and my barren fig. What? It kind of, I mean, it, it. here's the thing. It's kind of like the whole, um, you know, field notes mantra. I'm not writing it down to remember it later. I'm writing it down to remember it now. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of the process of transcribing it from one to the other uh, helps me kind of like solidify it and remember it a little bit more. So. Is that part of your routine in the mornings or in the afternoons or anything? Yeah, just kind of along the way, like mornings slash afternoons. Um I'll I'll generally either have my notebook with me or my computer with me, one of the two. Um and then if neither of them I have my phone with me, which has things on it, um, which will sync. So I generally have both of those. And it's it's useful. Um and then of course sometimes sometimes it'll fall out of sync and I just have to like make sure I look at both of the lists for the day. But it's it's I don't know. It, it it's definitely I feel like I feel like my to dos have been really cyclical. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm really committed to things. I'm going to write all my things and things, and it's going to be awesome. And then I do that for like a month, and then I like let something slip, or I'm going on vacation. I'm like, I'm not writing that down. And then it just kind of all goes to hell. Yeah. Um, And same thing with writing on paper. I'm like, yeah, I have everything right here in this notebook. It's so awesome. And then I leave the notebook at home. And then what use is it?
0: Right, so, and that's the problem. Do you juggle more than one field notes at once, or more than one notebook at once? Um, I generally have my field
1: notes for just like you know, quick stuff, or uh, generally it's like podcast planning, um, or just Wait, like short notes. You
0: plan podcasts?
1: Yeah, just this this thing that I thought might help. No, you hey hey dude, you you plan more than I do. I do. I'm the one who writes the show notes. Yeah, yeah. So With the uh, fancy check boxes on them. Thanks, Quip. Yay, Quip. Um oh yeah I use Quip I use Quip a lot during the day. You use too. Quip at work? I use Quip at work. Um I think don't quote me on this. I think I feel like I think Quip was founded by somebody who used to work at Facebook.
0: I think we've talked about that you okay. and I personally. I should look that up. I can't remember. Um Oh well. It's not that's a rumor that's being perpetrated by one Jake bilbray So, we just go with that. Who needs to uh verify things? He knows everything about
1: the internet. Take my word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um God, you want somebody with a lot of domains?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm sure. Chick has
1: uh, all of the domains.
0: All of them. He actually owns abc.xyz. Cashed in big last week.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's living on an island now. Yeah. Uh, he bought a razor blade factory in Germany. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you've got the field notes in your pocket. You got the barren fig that you're carrying around. Is that
1: Yeah. Yeah, the field notes is mostly just for either like podcast episode notes or um just like quick entry stuff or on the fly stuff, but the Baron Fig is kind of like my work journal and then uh things is pretty much just for that stuff too. So um and I don't really keep like a personal to do list, which I probably should, but I don't. So screw all y'all. Yeah. Haters. Haters gonna hate, you know what they say.
0: That's what that that's a thing that the kids are saying. It's true. How about
1: you? How how are you to doing or
0: to don'ting as it may be to don'ting as it as it were um well i do about 95 percent of things that would be considered payable billable work sitting here at my desk Mm -hmm. so i have on either side of me on my left side my hobonichi is opened to the day and typically i sit Mm. down once a week and write down anything that we have on the calendar on its respective day like the haircuts for the dogs are on for tomorrow and the doctor's appointments we have on thursday are on there but if we have meetings with clients i i put those in the there as well because in uh, here i criticize your double to-do list but i actually have like a double calendar kind of thing um and then i also have a field notes open on my right uh with what is now a palomino hb the lacquer on these is wonderful oh yeah okay. so great so i have a palomino hb and the, the field blue one or the there. orange one the orange one oh yeah i've not used a blue one oh the blue ones are nice um, so I, I have to keep that open right here along with uh, a stack of note cards, which is another reason I was asking you, asking you about note cards earlier this week. Um, because a lot of times, in addition to emailing me or instead of emailing me, my lovely wife will either stick her head in this room or, uh, here's a southern word, holler at me from another room that there is something that she would like for me to take care of or something she would like to defer to me. Holla. And if, <laughs> if I'm Twittering. Or chatting with you or running a small island nation into the ground. Uh, I need to to write these things down because otherwise I won't remember them. Uh, So I have that open. That is not to be confused with the field notes that stays in my back pocket in case I need to write things down while I am out. Which I've got of the field notes I'm talking about that's over here on my right, I have three in circulation right now. Why? I don't know. Just because I get a new one and I'm like, ooh, I want to use this. And then I'm like oh, I want to use another one, and I often make it about seven pages past the staple, and I'm like, ah, it's time to use another one. (laughs) I
1: definitely uh, acquire field notes much faster than I use them, which is becoming a little dangerous. And now, uh, I think I can talk about this, and now I just uh, took a uh, notebook-making class at work. We We have that analog lab, and my entire world has been opened up. It's a whole new world.
0: A whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. we So so at Facebook, they have the Analog Lab, which I believe we talked about before. If not, you can Google it. Um, and they taught us all how to uh, use the paper folder and the uh, guillotine, which is the big thing that cuts paper uh, or fingers or whatever, what have you. Um, yeah,
0: it's, a, it's a French revolutionary. Yeah,
1: and a saddle it's stitcher, a- which is basically like a stapler on a stand. Uh, and then we have a corner press machine that, you know, rounds your corners. So... round your corners. Yeah. So I, I believe for, uh, maybe for Christmas or something, uh, my uh, friends and loved ones are going to get uh, completely sourced from scratch uh, pocket notebooks. So
0: Sounds awesome. We'll see how that goes. Did I... No, you were the one who sent me the link to the Kickstarter of the people that are doing the custom printed covers for notebooks oh the the uh book uh book stack no wait i don't know yeah i'll go i'll go back and look through our uh our our notes and put a link to that in the in the show notes as well because that's yeah we,
1: we talked about them on um on erasable a little bit um it's uh yeah they it, they're basically book block that's what it's called book I, block I believe uh, so we're recording Monday night I believe they're actually launching tomorrow on Tuesday so it's probably a couple days ago when if by the time you're listening to this um yeah it's um they're taking Monsieur notebooks Monsieur notebooks Monsieur um, yeah and uh, they're made in the UK at least the companies in the UK and they are they have figured out how to do like cheap one off uh, printing. And I believe they're offering custom uh, elastic bands and uh, ribbons. And so you can basically do just like a one-off notebook with whatever fancy graphics you want on the cover, which is pretty
0: cool. I I thought about getting a couple of those. Myself with some of the uh, maybe some of the nerd uprising or Dockered logo stuff on it, so yeah, the book, book block may have may have a potential customer on their hands. Like I said, I'll put a link to that in the show notes if that sounds like something. If, if you want, that,
1: I'll just do one with with my fa- with my avatar on it, and you can use it. Just have my face. which, face which
0: avatar though? How many? Oh. Which of your avatar—can can I get one where the spine of the book splits the picture of you and Aaron Draplin so that, like, you're on the front cover and Aaron Draplin's on the back cover? <laughs> sure, we can do it like that. That sounds amazing. I that was, won't haunt my dreams at all. I was
1: just thinking the one with uh, me holding the pencil up, up to my nose like a mustache. Yes. The usual.
0: Yeah, just, you know, the picture of Andy Welfley. Yeah. Um, I am—so I'm doing that for to-dos. I'm also still— messing around with plain text stuff just because I can't make I I can't quit you (laughs) I can't really what I can't quit is sublime text somebody give me a reason to use sublime text that's not to do's please um I'm I've told you I've considered trying to teach myself html and css just so I can a not have to deal with some of the um hassle that our current web space provider. This episode brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> so right now I was trying not to go there just in case. Um it's great until you really want to fine tune and tweak things and yeah. then it's and then if you don't want and then if you're too scared like me to turn on the developer platform then you're kind of stuck with the way things are. Yeah. But so I'm thinking about doing that with Sublime Text but somebody else out there in listener land give me a reason to use Sublime Text that's not um that's not my own to-do list and maybe I can finally uh, quit plain text to-do lists and move on to one of the other many to-do applications that I own.
1: I'm sure that Jake will give you uh, plenty of reasons to use sublime text.
0: Immediately upon listening to this podcast, I will get messages either via Slack or via Facebook messenger that have no context whatsoever, except like, he'll just send me something. It just says like dot JS. Yes. And I'll be like, Oh, Jake is telling me to do JavaScript in sublime text.
1: Then I'll like, you know, fire off like a Merlin man quote, Tourette style. And then
0: he will show me the websites that he has built using JavaScript and other things. Jake dot, Java Jake dot, dot, Java dot JavaScript. Dot slash, take it dot com slash four till the yeah. eight. Yep. Niner. Um
1: Do you take your work home? Uh I try not to, but sometimes I do. I um just kind of depending on if I have meetings, I'll I'll leave early or leave late, but I'll um if I leave early, I'll generally still do some work at home. Um, and if things come up, you know, I, if I didn't do something right or that never happens though. That doesn't happen though.
0: So it's entirely a hypothetical situation. No, If I, if
1: I didn't, uh, provide somebody with all the information they need, or if I didn't do something right or whatever, I'll like respond at home. Um, I don't, I don't know. I I feel like I have a pretty good work-life balance. Um, I feel like a lot of the people within like the, at least my department have a pretty good work-life balance. Um... And yeah, I so I'll, I'll do that, but I'm not going to be like up till midnight, generally, unless it's like some sort of an emergency, which so far hasn't happened. Knock on wood. That's good.
0: Yeah. You you know you know what makes uh, balancing work life and home life rather difficult? Uh, having your work and your home in the same place. <laughs> Literally working less than ten feet from every other room in your house, and only well. Really, I'm more about 20 feet away from all the snacks. I was going to ask you, do you, uh, do you take your home to work with you? Do I take my home to I do, actually. Well, <laughs> typically, my home follows me into work. Uh, I am surprised, actually, that I have been recording this podcast for now north of an hour, and the— No pants. Well— that's a given. I work at home. <laughs> no, the door between the office and the living room is open, and the dogs have not come tumbling through here fighting. Because inevitably, whenever someone is on the phone, when someone is... um, <laughs> Or I am on the microphone for some reason, every single time, the dogs will come through here and fight. Um I think it's because we were out at a photo shoot today, and they probably got all of their fighting and running taken care of before we got back. But that's, yeah, that's inevitable. That's and... I have recently discovered how awesome the slow-mo video is on the on my iPhone. Oh yeah. So every time they fight, I want to turn around and record it because it looks amazing. And then just uh, you
1: just play just uh play like the uh what is it? Carmina Barana
0: mm-hmm. music behind it. It's yeah, just- I do just Mm-hmm. It's like a really bad episode of Sopranos, but much furrier. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to I want to turn around and do that, and I take slow mo videos
1: of my cats like grooming each other, and then like you just want to put like some seventies like porn music to it
0: because it's just yeah. so gross. There so many lewd jokes in there. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Just that, you're, you're, you're better that, than this uh yeah no we're we're grown-ups gosh darn it we we have reputations to uphold uh-huh. um
1: clearly i am upholding that reputation very well by talking about all this on this podcast
0: uh well nobody listens to this nobody's listening to this. so nobody makes it an hour and 13 minutes into our recordings andy wealthley <laughs> um so, yeah, it's a little difficult to balance it out sometimes because, you know, I'll want to uh, take a break for lunch and watch something on Netflix and inevitably whatever I pick to watch on Netflix will last 45 minutes and then it'll automatically bleed into the next one. And I'll be like, I can watch another one. <laughs> and then it's like 430. and I'm like, ah, that's the last time I can take a four and a half hour lunch break. Um, <laughs> napping is just it rears its ugly head on a regular basis. Oh man, I'm so jealous. Elizabeth Elizabeth can work from the bed. I don't understand that. Yeah. I, I cannot. I can't get uh, productive work done while I am horizontal like that. I, I just don't um I, I don't get it. But I try to I try to my hard part is getting started in the mornings. If I can get started on work in the mornings, I'm good for a while. Um but once I'm done for the day, I'm done. When I was teaching, I used to tell my parents at the meetings I had with them that I was available to them 16 hours a day, and that was because I had to sleep the other eight Uh, And I was pretty good about answering emails from students or uh, instant messages on the classroom management system that we used or whatever the case may be. I was typically pretty available to my students, Um, parents, a little less people worked with. No, I I can can take care of that in the morning. (laughs) There is nothing so urgent that it cannot wait until 7.15 tomorrow morning.
1: That's generally the the way I try to think about it i I'm not in charge of any like mission critical systems like if I'm not paying attention, you know Facebook isn't going to go down uh that's not my i mean there are people whose job that is, and I do not envy them that job no uh, there are probably several pay grades above me, which they deserve it mm-hmm. um but i yeah, I am all right with just waiting until the next day to respond to something if it's if it's late enough, if I'm in bed. I reserve that time for looking at the internet or reading. I sort Do of, you, i sort of accidentally stayed up and read an entire novel last night, which wasn't a good idea.
0: Yeah, that's what you told me. Do you want to um, tell me what that is again, so I can um, put a link to that in the show notes, and maybe we can sell ourselves a copy and make four cents. Yeah, it was. Um,
1: so there's an author named Ernest Klein who wrote Ready Player One a few years ago, which they're turning into a major motion picture. Um, it's a pretty good, like. Uh, I feel like it is written for uh, young gamer kids maybe in their late teens, early 20s, but it's still a good read for me. It's it's kind of like um, a fast-paced kind of coming-of-age story with, like, speculative technology. Um, but so uh, there was that was Ready Player One. I've read that before not too long ago. But uh, his new novel Armada came out, and uh, I read that. It, it goes very quickly, and he also does that thing which... Uh, people like J.K. Rowling and Dan Brown know how to do, which is uh, end a chapter on sort of like a cliffhanger. So you're just like, oh, I'll just read the next chapter, and then I'll go to bed. Yes. And then uh, you look up, and it's 2 in the morning, and you are finished with the book, and your eyes hurt.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I read Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince in eight hours.
1: Uh, I, and the trouble is, is like I don't remember that book now because I read it really quickly, and – some I and just in need to less go back.
0: than ideal, in less than ideal situation, yeah, like less than ideal circumstances. Do you um, do? You, are you? Uh, do you read in bed typically at night?
1: Yeah, I generally try to. If I'm sometimes I, I have cycles. Sometimes I'll if I have a good book that I'm reading, I'll do that. But if I don't, I'll just look at the internet.
0: Blue light's gonna get you, sir.
1: Oh no, it's, you're, it's true. My uh, my Kindle does not have a blue light; it has the e-ink display, and I, it doesn't have the backlight, so I definitely have to use a lamp. For that, but uh, no, seriously, my, I'm going to be blind someday because the blue light.
0: Yeah, you're going to be blind, and you're not going to be able to sleep. You're going to be blind, and you're going to sleep for like two hours a day. So enjoy that, yes. you and your blue light. Yes. Um, what I, the heck is
1: wrong with my quip avatar? What is that? That is
0: you making an amazed face <laughs> where did that come from i don't know i'm putting a picture of that in the show notes too am <laughs> gonna use annotate to take a screenshot of that right now you're welcome dot grid listeners
1: <laughs> dunzo uh,
0: so we got uh what time do you usually go to bed ideally ideally, uh, ideally and realistically uh ideally i try to go to bed um i try to ge- i try to be in bed by about 10 o'clock and then Uh, Once I get into bed, again, ideally, I have switched over to the Kindle and away from my phone uh, or the MacBook or what have you. Now, the problem is yesterday I played Tropico 4 until the battery on the MacBook died, and it got so hot that it was going to scald my legs. Uh, And then I walked out here and plugged it in and was like, I'll just do some stuff on my phone for a minute and started playing Kingdom Rush and didn't go to bed until (laughs) 1.30. Um, but ideally I go to, I, am try to be in bed by nine thirty or 10 o'clock. Yeah. Obviously not this evening, but I try to go to bed by nine 30, 10 o'clock and take my pill and then read on, um, read on the Kindle because I am, uh, I'm still strongly considering doing that periscope cast or the paracast as I'm calling it about sleep. Um, because I, I, I'm all about some sleep. Uh, research and into it. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm constantly, that's my Holy Grail is the perfect night's sleep. Yeah. Um, so I'm tracking things and I'm researching things and things like that. So um, I know better than to use my phone in bed, Andy Welfley. So I typically take my ambient and read on the Kindle until Elizabeth gets so upset with me that she turns my light off for me no, because, man. well, I will have conversations with her after I've taken my pill that I don't remember. Yep. Uh, apparently, I pretended to be the mayor of Louisville, Kentucky for about thirty minutes the other night. Remember none of it. <laughs> Super fun. No, uh... She was like, "Remember last night when you were talking about me being the mayor of Louisville?" And I was like, <laughs> "No, I do not remember that." So, Tell so me more. You, about uh, me. She was like, no. Can I ask you a personal question? Uh, yeah, do not need to pause? No, that's fine. We'll share with uh, everyone. Let's
1: just keep let's keep, keep rolling. Do you uh, do you wear a slumber mask?
0: I have started – okay, so I've had one for a while because – and I wanted to address this. I kept uh, trying to figure out how we were going to get into it, but, I now, but now I can. Elizabeth – It's not a stays, question one dude usually asks another dude. Right. It's not, um, not, a, not a bro question. No, not typically. But we're we're not bros. We're buddies. Yeah. Um, bros, Elizabeth, bros disclose. Bro, there you go. That's – I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. It's Silicon Valley. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. So anyway, sleep masks. Um sleep masks. Elizabeth typically <laughs> stays up later than I do. Um she will pinch yes yeah. <laughs> she will pinterest until she falls asleep, which is fine, but she leaves her light on and being in search of that perfect night's sleep, I don't like a whole lot of light. So I did invest in um, a better than average, like not just the one you pick up in the aisle at Bed Bath and Beyond, but I invested in one of the ones that has like the cut the cutout so your eyelashes don't have it, and the nose molder thing. And I uh, have used it off and on, but I'm starting to. Does use it, it look like order. a tiny bra to you? <sighs> Katie Katie calls it my eyebrow. <laughs> Maybe. If now now I'm not going to be able to not dude, see that by looking at it, dude. I think we have the same sleep mask. I will. I think we're take- sleep mask buddies we're sleep mask bros that's great i will take a. will take a photo of that and send it to you later that's not gonna go in the show notes but i've taken to now wearing it um even if i like if i wake up in the night i will put it on because i'm already sleepy enough to where it won't disturb my sleep at all and i have found myself sleeping much better Mm -hmm. because um the sun rises into our bedroom Ooh, yeah. So if I don't have it on, the light will naturally wake me up the way it's supposed to at about six or six thirty. And uh I'm not down with that. Um or don't, at the don't least, play that. Homie does not play that. Or at the very least it will disrupt my sleep. Uh, so I've been wearing it until from the middle of the night until I wake up as opposed to from when I go to bed till it pisses me off in the middle of the night uh but yes i i do wear a sleep mask on a on a semi-regular basis it helps me sleep has nothing to do with work except for the fact that maybe i produce higher quality work when i get more sleep but there it is i wear one you, are you nightly with the sleep mask i cannot sleep without it do you and katie go to bed at the same time is that also a personal question uh,
1: sometimes we uh yeah usually it used to be in my old job i worked four days a week um 10 hours a day, and I would uh, be at work at 6.30 in the morning, and therefore I have to go to bed like at 8.30 or 9.
0: Right, because um, you, you have a minimum amount of hours that you want to sleep.
1: Yeah, and uh, Katie does not go to bed that early, so uh, generally, yeah, we, we both, like, wrap up the day and try to go to bed by
0: mm, 10-ish, 11-ish. That's good. Yeah. It's just convenient for me because typically that's approximately the time that I'm going to bed. Yeah, and, uh, so- yeah it's it's so, it's useful it works out now that now that I don't have um a regular schedule of any kind whatsoever it's you and I actually start talking to each other about the same time that we wake up every day it just just because we're two hours apart means absolutely nothing. Just tell people um, that you're on uh western um west I'm coast on, time for your
1: clients or something no.
0: I'm on time of the west coast there you go. there's your second one for the <laughs> Um, yeah, I, so I have a minimum amount of sleep I need to get. I wear the sleep mask. I I know that someone asked us when we were talking about doing a sleep episode. What do we do when someone when your significant other comes to bed uh, a few hours after you've gone to bed? And typically, what I do is apologize profusely because it's always me and not her. Mm. Um, but I've I've also probably you know. Reek of booze and have a super hoarse voice because I've been out with people for a while. I don't do that very often anymore. I'm too old for that shit, Andy Welfling. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. I don't go out and do things anymore. I don't have any friends that aren't on the internet. Yeah, just uh, make all your friends on the internet so you just get sore thumbs instead of hoarse voices. Now, so, why? What am I doing
0: with my thumbs? You're texting. Oh, not in bed. Not with my phone, I'm not. Oh, that's true. How are that's you true. doing it then? Uh, that's... A really personal question. <laughs> okay, never mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. I got I got talents <laughs> and dexterity and dexterity. It's, it's not my nose. Um, we should probably wrap up some here. That's a really I mean, good I mean, idea
1: for, for the sake of everybody. And common, yeah,
0: common but before the, before this becomes uh, dot, grid, dot grid after dark. Oh God, uh, I promise it's just been the one beer, sir. Um, <laughs> if people want to get in touch with you on the internet, Andy Welby, what's the best way to do that?
1: Oh man, I don't even know. Um, A-Wellfully on Twitter, A-W-E-L-F, as in Frank, as in fun, L-E. Or um, you can, uh,
0: I don't know. You can Can email me, andy at woodclinch.com. That'll work. How about you? If you want to get in touch with me on the internet, I am on Twitter, at WillFenge, W-I-L-L-F, as in Frank, or fun, or freaky, A-N-G-U-Y. Uh, Or I am Will at nerduprising.co. That's the best way to get in touch with us. We also have a Twitter account for the podcast. If you want to give us podcast-related feedback, that's at dotgridpodcast on Twitter. If you were to enjoy the wonderful dulcet tones of our voices that have fallen upon your ears for the last hour and would like to reward us, uh, reward our bad behavior with a couple of dollars we do have. I don't know why anybody would want to reward us for and just encourage this. Let me just go ahead and tell you that the episode where we drank beers was a lot better than the episode a couple weeks ago where we didn't. <laughs> so if you want to give us beer money and keep the fun going, um, you can go to cash.me slash dollar sign nerd uprising. There will be a link to that in the show notes. This Send guy? us dollars. Just a couple dollars. I, will, I promise, Andy, I will share it with you. And you can go out and buy – I don't know. How much is a tall boy in San Francisco? Like $17? Something like that. I think it depends on,
1: you know, what – uh what climate you're buying it in.
0: Yeah, what, what part of town you're yeah. hanging out Because I'm guessing the PBR is a lot cheaper in some parts of town than it is in the others. It's Sapporo all the way. Sapporo. Yeah?
1: Yeah. Because that's the cheap thing.
0: That and Pacifico,
1: those are the cheap beers to get. Your imports are cheap? Pacifico?
0: Pacifico's an import. It's Mexican. Yeah, but it's like, it's so cheap. It's Mexican Bud Light. That's true. It Sorry. Is. <laughs> that's okay so send us a couple dollars buy us some beers um, if you've got any feedback we want to hear from you let us know about the things you like um, be kind if you tell us about things that you don't like if we've never heard from you before and you've decided that you've listened this long and you just absolutely hate us I would love to get some hate mail <laughs>
1: <Fueled> <laughs> would be
0: fun. don't send us hate mail please um, Andy Wellfleet thank you for doing the Nerd Uprising version of How I Work we should, uh, we should do it again We should. We should sit down and do this again here in a couple weeks. What do you think? Sounds good. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon.
1: See ya.